Hello, Global Generation. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we propose this food for thought. Traveling abroad, put your entrepreneur glasses on. At the mic, you hear me, the extrovert Alina, and the introvert Raluca. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. This is our very first podcast, Yikes. And our hero is Trevor, the American who founded Press One, a media company in Romania. Trevor, thank you for accepting our invitation. Thank you for having me. Alina, before we start, we missed someone, Fonzi, Trevor's sidekick. Raluca, you're right. Hi, Fonzi, thank you for being here. <laughs> Back to our topic. This podcast is part one of a two-episode series where we want to explore how to sharpen our business senses when traveling. And yes, this is a reference to the spider sense. Living globally also means ignoring the artificial geographical borders which have been imposed by society. Not everyone wants to pursue the road of entrepreneurship, but it is sure nice to think about it while you're sipping an espresso in Rome next to the Fontana di Trevi, drinking sake in the Hachiko Square, or strolling through Central Park in New York. Trevor, you have an interesting life journey. Tell us more about it. So, yeah, so interesting life journey. I guess for you guys it might be interesting for me. Uh, it's just kind of been following one opportunity to another and, and somehow landing in Romania. But I guess for this the relevance will stick with the, the entrepreneurial side. So I came to Romania for the first time in 2009, January 2009. I think I, I had three or four trips here where I had stopped by at some point in Europe before deciding to come uh, volunteer in Romania for one year at the age of 24. So uh, I was working healthcare IT consulting in America. It was a good job, it paid well, I got a really good experience, but it just wasn't something I, I wanted to continue and do. So I had the opportunity to come volunteer here in Kujnavoka uh, at an NGO called Romania One, which was kind of, you know, helping teach civil society to Romanians in the country to help how to get more involved, basically from a, a ground roots level. And uh, I only planned on staying a year. And so after about 10 months, uh, I had made a political map of Romania, an interactive political map with every judets and every schedule, and you could see exactly who your representative was for your specific district uh, inside Romania. And I did it for the deputies, I did it for the senators, it was really cool, and you actually got to see who your representative was. After I had finished that, maybe a few months later, the government decided to scratch this. So now you have a whole group of senators for one judets, you really don't have anyone representing you. And I think when this happened, myself along with my partners who helped start Press One, uh, where I work now, just said, this NGO stuff isn't going to work, we have to do something more. So we decided to start a press company here, Press One, and do investigative journalism and cultural pieces that we felt there was a huge, huge gap in the market here. So I guess my my journey started from a, a frustration I had or we had and said, you know, we're going to do something about it instead of wishing it was different. So that's how I'm today with Press One. And Okay, so you basically identified the need, you saw something you, you can improve and then you just uh, went for it or how did you make the switch or is it something you were born with to think as an entrepreneur? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't come here looking to start a business. I, I never came to Romania to stay permanently. I never came to, to start and run a business, certainly for a few more years after that. It was just something that happened at the time and yeah, I guess you do have to, I went to business school, I have a business degree. so. Maybe I did look at it at it that way, but 
Chris was not, I think maybe my venture might be a bit different than the other people you will, you will talk to because mine was not for, not like about profit in the beginning. I didn't start a business because, oh, I'm going to make this amount of money or, oh, this is a, this is a really good idea to be profitable. No, I did it because I was frustrated and I knew people would want it. We knew that, that people wanted this uh, sort of thing, but it wasn't about a, a profit making venture. This is how the story, the success stories start. You don't go into making money, you just want to, to change something for the better. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, I mean, it's still, it's still a struggle every day to grow, to grow, <laughs> to grow Press One. I mean, we've only, we've only been around three years and we've had a lot of adversity and, um, you know, it's tough to be a media company in 2018 in general. So, but yeah, so it, it is still a struggle, but I mean, it's something that, that's working out well and we're in the right direction and lucky to be able to do it. So. Definitely, it's very, it's very different. The two different phases, spotting the business opportunity and then doing the business. What do you think comes first, becoming a part of the local community or doing business and after that mingling with the, with the locals? Well, first off, I think you have to involve the locals from the very beginning. I don't, I don't think I mean, you could really go somewhere, especially as an entrepreneur, and just show up and say, I'm going to do this now. I mean, you have to be, you have to know where you are, the people you're surrounded by. I mean, because you're not, you're usually not doing it alone. You have partners from the country you're working in. And I mean, any, I'm sure any major company that decides to expand their business, like into Romania or, or whatever country, Coca-Cola, I'm sure the first thing they do is hire a Romanian uh, to look in, to look into this uh, along with their, their people. So I guess to answer your question, the first, yeah, the first thing you have, I would say is you, you have to at least understand the culture and, and, and have some connections here before you would just, just decide to come and start a business. So in my case, yeah, so in my case, I absolutely, I, was, I, didn't, I told you I didn't plan on starting a business. I involved myself inside Collusion Romania and, and one thing led to another and um, I, I already had people I trusted and worked with and, and I still work with today. So I never had the issue of trusting the people I was working with, so I know maybe for others it might be tough because you're like, I'm not so sure. You know, I've known this person for a couple months, or I come here and this guy's doing this, but I don't, I don't really maybe trust him 100 percent, or had the experience of working with him 100 percent. Where in my case, I had um, the complete trust in my uh, coworkers, so that it makes things a lot easier. I would say. If you are to think of uh, your tourist experience. Because we all been this, uh, you know, as a tourist when we visit a country. But then you have a different type of mindset. That's why you identify the need, uh, a gap in in Romania, and you spotted this business opportunity. But what is the difference between a tourist and people with your type of mindset? Well, I guess I guess the first thing is uh, I, I can give a pretty simple analogy because I, I want this conclusion if anyone's listening. Sometimes yeah, I was like, man, I really want a bagel with my coffee and some chive cream cheese. And I'm like, where can I get that? And you do some research and you realize that oh, it's not here. And you realize, hey, you know, bagels are pretty good. Cream cheese are pretty good. People would want to eat that. Someone should be doing that because it would probably be a profitable, uh, profitable business. So I guess it, I mean, all of these things come out of a desire or a need or a want. So if, if you can understand what, what you would like to see or, or what you need and it's not present, then with that kind of business mindset, I don't think it's, it's hard to come up with just a business idea. I mean, you can come up with, all of us can come up with 20 business ideas 
for Romania right now. I guess it's just about which ones you are actually able to to go forward with and, and what. And this is a good point. So everyone identifies or is able to identify some needs when they're traveling. Okay, let's say you have identified the need. You need to ask yourself some questions because you said you identified 20 needs now just thinking of uh, Romania for five seconds. You cannot start every, every idea and implement it. So what are the questions one should ask themselves in order to see which path they should explore? Yeah, so I guess the first question would be, do you want to live in that place? <laughs> I think we've traveled many places where maybe we wouldn't want to live. So, uh, so yeah, obviously, if you're willing to, to, to make the move and go there permanently, I guess the first thing you'd have to do is just research on, on your own about that whole experience. I mean, what are the laws? What are the regulations? You know, what, are, what is the competition? What about suppliers? I mean, is it easy to get? I mean, and kind of, you, you also have to know your consumers, uh, like every business. So, I mean, before you even reach out to another person or, or actually make your first move to starting it, I think you would have to, I think you have to do a lot of research. Probably the overwhelming amount of research for, for most people uh, in their free time, uh, unless you're somehow submerged there. So that's, I think that's also why a lot of people start their, start their businesses usually where they're from. And they're not from there, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because uh, They've, they've been immersed in the culture for some time and, and thought it was a good idea. I, I don't know, maybe you guys know uh, some more examples, but I, I, there's probably pretty few where someone says, I want to move to Germany because I want to do this specific business. That, that would be interesting to, to find out somebody who asked himself that and tried and succeeded. Even, I think yeah, it would be interesting to see if someone mm-hmm. actually planned out a business for a country they had never been to based off of uh, their research online, because that's all about that to find out. Yeah. yeah. Guess, <laughs> Thank that's you for the idea. <laughs> if you are to think back, life experience, business experience, traveling, what are the two failures you're most proud of? Two failures I'm most proud of? Well, first off, it would have to be the, the political map I just talked about, because that was a huge failure, because I spent a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of coordination, a lot of effort trying to, trying to make this thing. And it's useless right now because the whole the whole idea it was created for is, is no longer in the legislation. So that that for sure was a, a big failure, and it led to, to why we're here now because of Fest One. Another big failure. Uh, well, one of the one of the easy discussions we can have about failure is I played college baseball, so I don't know. Uh, probably most of the people listening to this are European and don't don't know the sport so well, but I played college baseball throughout college in Los Angeles. And uh, baseball is a sport where if you fail uh, seven out of ten times to get on base, you're an all-star. So when you're you're up there batting, if you can get a hit three out of ten times, you will make millions of dollars for the rest of your life. So I guess the the thing about failure is is, is why I bring it back to baseball is I guess I learned from a very young age and through my whole life how to keep going after failure because it's going to be a really frustrating sport if you look at the percentages and just say like you know i'm awful at this i'm hitting like whatever 20 you know 225 out of a thousand year so yeah, i guess it's this kind of repeated failure and having to overcome it i mean in any sport really but mine's just for baseball and having to get back out there the next day and, and do it again and not let it discourage you because uh, we'll go through some very rough patches and you'll go through some very high patches and it's just kind of having to deal with it one after another and just keep going. So. Thank you.
Yeah, I think this is a great analogy to, to business. And I didn't know the statistics, so I confirm uh, your presumption about right. Europeans. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what's, what's important to never give up? This is what you're, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, it's not necessarily never, like, never giving up. I mean, if, if it's clear it's not going to work, you should give up. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of taking, taking failure and learning from it and standing back up and coming and doing it again. Because just because you fail in a business, that just makes you that much more likely to succeed in your next one because you know exactly why you failed. So you're not a, a failed entrepreneur if you fail two, three, four, five, six businesses because you're only one one away from making it from what you wanted to do. So it's just about standing back up and keep going and knowing that it's just it's just around the corner. You never know. And another conclusion I would uh, draw out of our discussion is that if one interested in spotting a business opportunity, expose yourself. Right? Because you came as a volunteer. There are different ways to expose yourself when traveling. I would say the most important part is get to know people there, make friends. Okay. Have some people you generally like to hang out with that you share a lot of similarities with. And this is the first thing you should do when you travel or want to do business or live anywhere. It's just find people who are from there, submerge yourself with them, and, and just try to get an understanding for, for where you are. How do you do this? Because, okay, let's say you travel within Europe, yeah, that's so, pretty straightforward, but let's say you travel in a more remote country, like for example, you came from, from the States in yeah. Europe, so the culture is a little bit different. Yeah, you just got to put yourself out there, honestly. I mean, for some people I understand it's hard, but when I go to a European city, I go to Paris next week, I don't make an agenda. Maybe if there's some things I want to see, okay, I'll make sure to go there, but I just get an Airbnb. I go there and I just walk around and then I, I'll meet people and go to restaurants and go to pubs and just start talking. And it's pretty easy. Most people are very friendly. Um, I know the news tells you horror stories every day, but yeah, you know, most people don't have a problem with anybody else. Well, so, you're part of the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Thank you, Trevor, for this interesting views and thank you, anonymous listener, for stepping into the conversation. Hopefully spark your curiosity today and on your next travel, you'll try something different. Besides sipping an espresso in Rome, you'll check out a meetup or an expat community gathering or a volunteering program. And let's not forget to mention Alina, part two is in the works. We will switch the roles and talk to a Romanian who put his entrepreneur classes on and decided to give it a try in the state. In the meantime, feel free to share and comment on this episode of our Going Global Generation podcast. Suggestions on improvements are most welcome. Thank you, and until next time, keep in mind, you are the global generation. Enjoy its privileges and contribute to its future.